Once again, our viewers, our audience, you are welcome to our program, the Editor-in-Chief. Our guest is going to be uh, uh, the Deputy Foreign Minister of our predatory state, uh, the state of South Africa. South Africa, the friend and comrade of the Palestinian people. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you, uh, Mohammed, and to your viewers. First of all, uh, you are welcome to our program, and it is our great pleasure to have you on our program. And I would like to start with the bilateral relations between Palestine. If you tell us about the bilateral relationships and the struggle against apartheid with Palestine and South Africa. Yes, um, if you can uh, recall, um, we, we have a strategic bilateral relationship uh, between uh, uh, the Republic of South Africa and the state of uh, Palestine. But more importantly, our relationship with the people of Palestine predates uh, the democracy in 1994 in South Africa. The Palestine people played a key role in ensuring ultimately South Africans are free from uh, the crime of apartheid. And it is for that reason that the forefather of the South African democracy, Nelson Mandela, said that South Africa cannot be free up until the freedom of the Palestine people have been achieved. Uh, yes, so we are talking about the historical context, but this relationship is growing and, and it is taking new forms. And it was, uh, there was a visit by the Palestinian president to South Africa and he met with the president of South Africa. If you tell us about that visit and how it contributed to strengthening the relationship between the two countries. Yes, I think um, the key uh, uh, initiative uh, that we want to uh, reflect on immediately is the fact that uh, the South African government have granted visa-free um, access for Palestine people uh, to South Africa. Uh, and that is a critical milestone achieved by President uh, uh, Ramaphosa um, in relation to the uh, bilateral uh, work agenda that we have been able to achieve uh, given the fact that um, for a long period of time uh, there was a visa restriction and we obviously from our side ensure that um, in terms of people-to-people -people, uh, cooperation and solidarity the, the visa aspect is obviously one of the flagship initiatives. The second uh, uh, matter is the increased uh, cooperation uh, bilaterally uh, in the fields of uh, education and training, in the fields of uh, science uh, and technology, in the fields of economic cooperation, and agricultural uh, 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 programs. So what you have seen is a significant evolution of our bilateral relationship that not only speaks about uh, uh, political solidarity, but speaks about uh, economic, 
social and cultural uh, solidarity with the oppressed people of Palestine. And they said uh, this relationship developed and we saw how South Africa did not hesitate to file a case with the ICG against Israel in solidarity with the people of uh, Palestine. And of course, the file was prepared between the state of Palestine and the state of South Africa. If you tell us about this process and cooperation between the two states on that file. Well, uh, remember, uh, between Palestine and South Africa, uh, we have always established a very peculiar level of proximity uh, in relation to uh, our work that we do in multilateral uh, uh, forums. Our decision to uh, approach the International uh, Court of Justice, the ICJ, uh, to um, provide uh, uh, provisional measures uh, in relation to the genocide uh, that are taking place has obviously been informed of the need uh, for South Africa to maximize its membership in multilateral forum in the interest and on be, um, and in championing uh, the plight of the oppressed people. Uh, you would recall, uh, Mohammed, we have done that uh, being a, a member state to the Rome Statute, the International uh, Criminal Court, where we have been unequivocal in South Africa that the court's chief prosecutor must accelerate with the necessary urgency the inquiries and investigations as it relates to criminal conduct of members of states and of individual heads of states as it relates uh, to uh, the genocide in Palestine. But be it as it may, we then leveled ourselves uh, to the uh, International Court of Justice because what is different between the International Court of Justice and the International Criminal Court? Unlike the ICC, when you put a, 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 and seek relief in front of the ICJ, it's against the state. It's not against an individual as with the case of the ICC. So this has been very substantive where South Africa had the courage, had the fortitude, and the foresight on behalf of all peace-loving nations of the world to actually take the state of Israel to the Hague to get a proclamation that ultimately will be seen as a, as a proclamation of justice on behalf and for uh, the people of Palestine. So we have utilized these multilateral instruments at our disposal to champion the plight of the Palestine people as all other peace-loving nations Muhammad should be able to do. And uh, Mr. Alfen, the international community provides for the human rights against colonization, foreign occupation of uh, the land of others and apartheid. And Israel is having these three elements, colonization, apartheid, and uh, violation of the human rights. 
Uh, if you tell us how this helps the ICG to take a decision. Well, if you can recall, there's a number of issues that I thought I must uh, put on the table. Uh, the, the first fact is that uh, it was in 1948 when the Geneva uh, Convention uh, on the uh, Prevention and, and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide was promulgated. So that's the first issue. Secondly, it was also in 1948 when there was the occurrence of the Nakba catastrophe that resulted in the annexation, in the dispossession uh, of the land of the Palestine people. But Muhammad, it was also in 1948 when apartheid was first promulgated as a law of the apartheid government. So those three practices, it's very important as we champion uh, both a anti-colonial, anti-imperialist, uh, and uh, anti-apartheid uh, stance uh, today as the democratic uh, state of South Africa. That is key and critical because the crimes of um, uh, apartheid, um, the crimes of genocide, it's well documented in the annals of the United Nations as a multi, as the premium uh, multilateral uh, organization. And we have said, unlike what happened in Africa in 1994 with the genocide that took place in Rwanda, where everyone in the world have sat and actually became oblivious to the plight of the Rwandese people. This time around, on behalf of the Palestine people, we would absolutely not be in a position to stand idle as South Africa whilst you have tens and thousands of innocent women, children and men that are being maimed, that are being assassinated, that are being killed uh, by uh, the state of uh, by the state of Israel. Everything that the 1948 genocide convention speaks about Israel are guilty. You have seen a clear targeted killing of an ethnic group in the form of the Palestine people. You have seen a clear cleansing process uh, by the state of Israel against uh, the innocent uh, civilians uh, and Palestine uh, uh, people located in Gaza. You have seen a, a clear strategy to depopulate the entire Gaza Strip. Uh, you have seen a clear destruction of humanitarian infrastructure, such as the infrastructure of UNRWA, the United Nations Refugee Agency, working on behalf of the Palestine people. You have seen large-scale social infrastructure the bombings and the killings, the assassinations that are taking place in health facilities, in hospitals. You have seen the unprecedented targeting of journalists for the very first time. Since you had World War II, you had the Vietnam War. More journalists has been killed during this besiegement, during just um, uh, uh, this uh, attempt from the state of Israel to engage in large-scale, unparalleled genocide action than ever before. So you had more than 100 
journalists that have been killed. That average Muhammad, almost every day as we speak, a journalist um, uh, are being targeted and are being deliberately uh, killed by the state of Israel. And my submission is, it is not accidental. It is very deliberate to ensure that the truth uh, does not find um, its expression. And it is for that reason why we must call on all peace-loving nations, we must call on the Forte State, on all media houses, to continue to report on an everyday basis in relation to what is happening against the ordinary people of Palestine. It's your obligation, Mohammed, but it's the obligation of all other media outlets. And uh, there was the result of your case, uh, comrade, uh, and uh, the ICG asked Israel to take the temporary measures in order to make sure that it is not committing genocide, but Israel is killing hundreds every day, nothing changed. What is your take? How, how do you see that? Mohammed, uh, clearly, the state of Israel is in defiance of the court order that was made by the uh, International Court in the form of the ICJ. So it's complete arrogance, it's complete defiance, um, and what we must do, the ICJ in its court order have compelled Israel to report in 30 days um, what it is being done uh, to ensure the instructions of the court they actually comply with it. South Africa and a number of other interested state parties will have the privilege to contribute its views on that report. And you can be guaranteed, Mohammed, that as South Africa, that as a champion on behalf of the Palestine people, we are going to take this very apparent conduct um, of arrogance, of complete defiance and undermining of the ICJ's decision back to the International uh, Court of Justice. We have seen, as you have said, uh, an enhancement of the uh, uh, Israeli uh, military war machinery. You have seen a the deliberate increase destruction of hospitals, infrastructure, the targeting of medical health workers, including uh, the bombing of ambulances. So they are completely um, you know, oblivious that they are compelled by international law uh, to subscribe to the decision of the International Court of Justice. But we are obviously not surprised, Mohammed. This is not the first time that the International Court of Justice have made a ruling against the State of Israel. You would recall, with the construction of the wall, the ICJ made certain decisions on the, the actions from the State of Israel. They have ignored it and they have defied it. And this time around, as South Africa, we are saying no more. 
there will be no consequences for the defiance of the ICJ uh, decision. So you can uh, be well versed with the fact that this struggle has not ended with the initial decision of the ICJ. We are mobilizing all peace-loving nations from Africa, from South America, the Caribbean, from the Middle East, from Europe, including engaging congressmen and women of the United States of America in relation to our common duty to ensure that the state of Israel subscribe and subject and subordinate their views to the views as expressed by the International Court of Justice. And the Israeli occupation government, foreign minister, lashed out at South Africa and he said that South Africa is hypocritic and it is supporting terror. So how, uh, how do you respond? to the Israeli foreign minister's statement? Well, if, if South Africa's standpoint on behalf of the oppressed in this world are said to be hypocritical, then clearly the representative from the Israeli government do not appreciate the history of apartheid that South Africans have experienced. We are a champion of human rights. We utilize Ubuntu diplomacy that spells out our obligations that we are because of other people. We are free today because of the Palestine people that have championed the anti-apartheid struggle and because of many other countries in the world that have championed the anti-apartheid struggle. So international solidarity is a key foreign policy imperative of the South African government, Mohammed. We are not going to stand and be oblivious to the conduct of the State of Israel, where they decide on an everyday basis to assassinate, to murder, to kill, to maim innocent Palestine civilians. Our bilateral relationship is with the Palestine Authority. The elected representative of the Gaza people is Hamas. We as South Africa do not have a bilateral relationship with Hamas. Our relationship is with the Palestine Authority, which has universally been recognized as the single authoritative body in Palestine representing the ideals and aspirations on behalf of the entire people of, uh, of Palestine, not only in the Gaza, but also not only in West Bank, but in the entirety of, uh, of, of Palestine. So we have that obligation, Muhammad. And uh, sir, uh, uh, was there any pressure on South Africa not to find the case or to stop the case or to change your mind external pressure by your states? Because we know the American administration is fully supporting Israel and it did not like 
that just hit by South Africa. Was there direct pressure on your government? Well, there has always been pressure on the democratic state to not side with the oppressed people. Um, but we have a principled political standpoint, Mohammed, in South Africa uh, that speaks about global solidarity. And in the hierarchy of global solidarity, we speak about the plight of the Palestine people, the people of Western Sahara, the, the economic blockade against the Cuban people. So we are unequivocal. We have been subjected to diplomatic engagements, uh, to uh, overtures that is negative, to overtures that had in its content and makeup some veiled language that could uh, obviously be deduced to be threatening. Unfortunately for those that sought to change our minds on the matter of the Palestine people, South Africa is a sovereign state. And as a sovereign state, and as children of Nelson Mandela, we have the indelible obligation to respond when innocent, when oppressed people, rights of civilization, of social justice are being trampled on. There has been nuances, there has been inappropriate diplomatic overtures that has been directed to South Africa to obviously uh, engage and change uh, its uh, political uh, views as it relates to the Palestine people is concerned. Um, you have seen that um, in the past with the International Criminal Court. Uh, we have seen it with the International Court of Justice. But we have an obligation on behalf of the peace-loving people of the world, uh, of Africa, to speak on behalf of those whose voices cannot be heard, Muhammad. We then decided to invoke the ICJ application as a key interlocutor so that the voice of the Palestine people can be heard. We have seen that South Africa has now been subjected to what I call retributive uh, action, where there has been a, a, a for example, uh, a, a stop of the flights uh, from Israel to South Africa. We have seen that there has now been a stop of uh, the graves uh, 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 in terms of our bilateral economic relation, but. There is no money that can buy our solidarity with the Palestine people. So we are conscious, Muhammad, that there is action all the time that are being formulated against South Africa because of our submission to the ICJ. And we will stand in the canals of history. We will be at the right side of history. And that is our message, that we are more convinced, we are more convicted, we are more resilient. Yes, Sir Alpen, uh, after, after, after the submission of the application to the ICJ, 
what was the response of the different countries that you have relations with? Did you receive any messages, any responses from countries around the world after the order of the ICG? Yes, Mohammed. The Nanaland movement, comprising of 120 states, convened in Kampala, Uganda, unequivocally supported the ICJ application of South Africa. We have seen the organization uh, in the Middle East of uh, states that have given a positive affirmation on the decision of the ICJ. The European Union, its parliament have given a positive affirmation on the ICJ decision. You have seen countries such as Spain, such as Ireland, in Europe that aggressively has been championing the plight of the people of Palestine. However, we have also seen that there is countries consistently that are not responsive to the decisions of the ICJ. So, and that's why we are engaging congressmen and women of the United States of America in terms of their obligation to ensure that the multilateral system of the United Nations are being respected by the State of Israel and we will continue to engage with the United States of America in terms of their obligation to ensure the rule of law are being upheld by Israel uh, as it relates to its war against the people of Palestine is concerned. State of Palestine, of course, extends its thanks to all these countries. And uh, before we end our uh, interview, this statement was issued by the Palestinian Ministry of Foreign Affairs, expressing its appreciation to the people and to the government of South Africa for their solidarity with the Palestinian people. This is the statement that was issued by the State of Palestine in appreciation and in gratitude of your solidarity and your support for the people of Palestine. Well, Muhammad, um, we accept the note of appreciation. We accept the brotherhood and sisterhood of the Palestine people with the South African people. And my message to the Palestine people is that we are mobilizing the world to bring about this genocide. They must have hope that their rights to self-determination will be achieved in their lifetime and that the struggle continues and that they must know that on an everyday basis the world are speaking about Palestine and we are championing as South Africa that voice of reason in the rest of the world. And in the end, Mr. Alfin, I present to you this photo, if you see this photo, please. And what is your answer uh, or your comment on this photo? Look, uh, Mohammed, the two-state solution is the only possible solution to bring about peace settlement uh, between the Israelis 
and the Palestine people. That, that two-state solution should be conscious about the United Nations Security Council decisions, the decisions of the United Nations General Assembly that speaks about the centrality of the borders of 6 June 1967 with East Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine. So that photo that you have shown is a demonstration of 75 years of occupation that the Palestine people have suffered. And we are saying in 2024 will be a hallmark year where we bring about firstly a cessation of hostilities and secondly concrete discussions on the two-state solution. That is the message where we want Palestine state that must coexist next to an Israeli state. That is the decision of the United Nations Resolution 181 that spoke about the essence of the two-state solution for lasting peace between the Palestine and Israeli people. And in the end, uh, Deputy Foreign Minister of South Africa, it has been our pleasure. Thank you much for you, for your government and for the people of South Africa. Thank you and goodbye.